0: Likely would not keep it, that he would try to put himself back into shape. Taking their turn, they exited the bus and entered the air-conditioned enclosure of the hotel. It was a modern inn with elevators of glass chutes and an open-air restaurant and lounge in the lobby. They found a table with a degree of privacy beside an indoor pond where goldfish swam with studied unconcern. Drinks were ordered. Landry's, as usual, had a double blackjack and water. Goldman ordered scotch and soda. The two men waited until their drinks were served and their waitress with the airline smile had left them before they commenced talking about that which both knew was the main reason for their meeting. Goldman began first, after taking a sip of his drink. Kaska, or Casey, as you and I knew him. The names called to Landry's memory the time they'd first met the man Romaine, who'd been brought to them as a casualty in Vietnam. Goldman continued his story, and Bob Landry's was slightly envious that Casca had chosen Goldman to tell his story, too. But then... Goldman had been the one who'd spotted the strange healing process of a wound that should have been fatal, and had heard the beginnings of the weird tale of the man who'd killed Jesus at Golgotha, and of the punishment that Jesus had given him, to wander the earth unable to die until the Second Coming, forever a soldier, condemned to a life of endless wandering and war. He smiled a little recalling how he and Goldman had had the man's medical records destroyed after Casca, or Casey, had disappeared from the hospital. No one would have believed them. A few years after the Vietnam debacle had ended, their patient had shown up at Goldman's house and begun telling him the full story of his odyssey through the ages. He had the power to take Goldman into his life and enable him to experience all that he had done. Since then, Goldman had developed a compulsion to put down the words and story of Casca Rufio Longinus, soldier of imperial Rome, whose travels and adventures over the face of the earth made the journey of Ulysses seem no more than a mild weekend excursion in the country. Landry's half-emptied his glass and called for another. He coughed, clearing his throat. <clears> throat. "'I suppose the reason you came to this gathering of the entire medical world "'is that you've had another visit from our friend?' Goldman nodded his head in the affirmative. "'Yes, and I have the story in my room. Do "'You want to read it?' Landry's gave a short laugh, almost a snort. "'That is a dumb question, Goldman. "'You know that I would travel halfway around the world to read his story. "'But doesn't it exhaust you to be the sounding board for him? "'How can you stand living through all his pain, suffering, disappointments?' "'Goldman shook his head. "'I I don't know, but but I have to finish what we started. "'It's like being hooked on drugs.' I have to complete it, and the worst of it is, I know that I never will. He has outlived the Roman Empire, the Persian, and British Empires, and I see no indicator that he will not outlive both of us. That is, unless the Second Coming of Christ arrives sooner than we expect. Meeting Casca had left Goldman with a few questions. He was fast doubting the teachings of his faith about Jesus not being the Son of God he continued. "'Let's uh, finish these and go up to my room. I'll give you the manuscript to take back to your own room and read.' Landry's agreed and paid their tab. They took one of the glass-cocooned elevators up to Goldman's room. Inside, Goldman handed the manuscript to Landry's, and they returned to the lobby. He escorted Landry's to the doorway, where the heat of the Atlanta streets was being restrained outside. Landrys was anxious to get started on the reading of the next story of Casca, and asked Goldman, "'Where is he this time?' Goldman smiled. "'Be patient, Bob. After all—'